Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Who doesn't like a nice quirk or two? Seeing it on screen, enjoying the difference of it, wondering where the heck they got that idea from? I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are 10 behind the scenes reasons for Doctor Who characters' quirks. Number 10. Fezzes are cool. Almost as iconic as Would you care for a jelly baby? The Eleventh Doctor's own catchphrase quickly caught on and became a staple for his incarnation's characterization. He became fascinated with tasteless pieces of additional clothing, such as the Fez, and insisted that they were cool, and that in some way justified himself being down and hip with the kids. Matt Smith himself became enthralled by the prop and the look, upon initially hearing that Stephen Moffat had written in the Fez, his fellow executive computers, Pierce Wenger and Beth Willis, instantly became worried, knowing full well this would lead to Smith wanting to incorporate the Fez into his costume on a full-time basis. They were quickly reassured when Moffat revealed he had always planned on destroying the hat, enter River Song with a gun. Bye-bye, Fez, you will be missed. At least Moffat compromised by letting Smith wear a Stetson in the coming season, until River blasted it off his head. At the very least, Wenger admitted that Smith was one of the very few people who could pull off a Fez, but he still wasn't allowed to keep it. Number 9. American Perry When the character of Perry Brown was formulated by producer John Nathan Turner, he wanted specifically an American companion to attract further audiences from overseas. A similar mandate was made for Tegan Javanka in a vain attempt to lure in figures from Australia, while also hoping for possible deals for filming abroad. If you've heard Nicola Bryan speak off-set, then you'll be aware that she's clearly not American. Nevertheless, her agent nudged her into going for an audition regardless, donning an American accent in a desperate attempt to snag the role. Sure enough, she got the part. This, even to Bryant's surprise, was a confusing moment. The biggest worry now was Bryant wasn't American and this would be quickly realised. Instead of trying to lie to the production team, she decided to come clean. Surprisingly, this didn't result in her being fired, nor did it alter the producer's plans to push forward with an American companion. Instead, Bryant's acting impressed him further due to her fooling him to believing that she was actually American and went along with the lie, to the point where he told the press that Nicola was indeed American. Then, there was the weird obsession of having Perry wear skimpy outfits to deliver a sex appeal to Doctor Who, but luckily this didn't last and Bryant was allowed to wear normal clothing for her final season on the show. Number 8. Memories of War The Daleks quickly became a public icon, booming the infamous Dalek mania period during the 1960s. It could be argued that with the success of the Daleks led to Doctor Who's ultimate success, which naturally comes across as ironic considering they're the Doctor's greatest adversary. But what led to their gigantic popularity across the globe? Terry Nation utilised his hellish experiences during World War II to encompass the embodiment of evil itself within his newly created monster. 
Basically, the Daleks are based off the Nazis, though over the years this comparison has somewhat wavered. However, in their earliest tales, particularly the Daleks and the Dalek invasion of Earth, this was fully realised. Their dedication to purity was a symbolism of the Nazis' desperate attempt to commit genocide on those they felt were inferior and jeopardise their unpolluted bloodline and imagery. This led to their second outing becoming an adventure based around Britain's fears of Nazi Germany invading, with the Daleks roaming around iconic London landmarks to reaffirm this nightmarish alternative scenario. Add that in with the location filming with the damaged ruins left by the Blitz, and you have yourself one hell of a disturbing dystopian future built from the memories of someone who lived through a world that could have been far different place had circumstances changed. Number 7. I shave my head now. Continuing with Matt Smith's incarnation, we look forwards in time to his final appearance, the time of the Doctor. One of the most jarring and unexpected moments came when it was revealed that the 11th Doctor was now wearing a wig, having shaven his head, just when you thought his Doctor couldn't get any stranger with his quirks and odd habits. There is a genuine reasoning behind this outlandish revelation. Smith was filming a movie, Lost River, prior to his undertaking his final outing as the infamous Time Lord. During his previous shoot, he was mandated to have a buzz cut for his character, which naturally meant his hair wouldn't be the correct length to don his usual styling for the time of the Doctor, so a wig was created to accommodate this. Instead of simply hiding the fact that Smith was wearing a wig, Stephen Moffat decided to just roll with this conundrum and actually incorporate it into the story. It was a brave move, but one that certainly paid off to actually make sense within the confines of the narrative. Well, somewhat at least. Number 6. Hats, Tricks and Spoons Similar to Nicola Bryant, Sylvester McCoy got his role through some audition trickery. Namely, he came as a package deal with his hat, which producer John Nathan Turner liked and wished to apply to the new Doctor. So that's one of the many reasons why McCoy got the part, and how his symbolic costume got forged. Then there's the spoons. Established as early as his first serial, Time and the Ranny, the seventh Doctor showcased a fondness for playing the spoons. You'd imagine that this was a crazy executive decision to grant this new incarnation some form of identity to stand out amongst their predecessors. Nope. Sylvester McCoy actually liked playing the spoons and wished to inject himself into the role. Another element that comes directly from McCoy is his ability to perform tricks. Many may not know this, but McCoy's earliest work revolved around performing stunts in an experimental theatre troupe called the Ken Campbell Roadshow. This involved him sticking forks and nails up his nose, shoving ferrets down his trousers and even lighting his head on fire. Strangely enough, this is how he adopted his acting title, originally Sylvester McCoy, before it was later altered at McCoy's discretion due to a superstition of having a 13 letter stage name. Number 5. Replace his lost hair with a wig Initially when Paul McGann auditioned for the 8th Doctor, he had a full head of hair. This appearance, alongside his charming performance, eventually won him the role. Naturally, like a lot of actors, McGann underwent filming elsewhere in between projects. Thus, by the time he came back to begin filming Doctor Who, his hair length had changed, quite dramatically in fact. This greatly upset producer Philip Siegel, who felt the look he wanted for his version of the Doctor was now completely lost due to McGann's shaven head. Instead of rolling with it, as was the case later with Matt Smith, Siegel ordered them that a wig be made at once to replicate the hair length and style that McGann donned during his auditions. Needless to say that a lot of money was wasted on a somewhat unnecessary prop, to which McGann wasn't at all comfortable wearing. In fact, he wanted the Doctor to look more rugged around the edges, and was deeply disappointed when Siegel refused his wishes in favour of a wig replacement. It became more iconic upon Christopher Eccleston's arrival on the scene in 2005, when he was allowed to have a shaven head for the look of his Doctor. It's fair to say many jokes have been thrown McGann's way at the expense of the wig, particularly by his big Finnish companion Lucy Miller. But at least he would eventually get multiple costume remodels down the line that more resembled the look McGann originally intended. 
Number four, the multicolored scarf. This is arguably one of the most recognizable elements in all of Doctor Who. It's become a defining feature of the show, which is testament to its unique additional contributions and Tom Baker's endearing portrayal of the iconic protagonist. The story behind how this multicolored scarf was created is actually quite funny. Outgoing producer Barry Letts was tasked with casting the new Doctor upon John Pertwee announcing his departure. He was trying to find a distinct look for Tom Baker's take in the role, coming up with the concept of giving him a scarf as a recognizable prop to help flesh out his character. But given the task, Begonia Pope wasn't entirely sure how long she needed to knit the scarf and eventually used up her resources of wool, resulting in the very scarf we know and love today. Sure, it's certainly shocked Letts and the team that this ridiculously long and colourful scarf was dropped at their door, but it certainly met the specifications for Baker's Doctor. What's unique about the scarf is how it became a part of Baker's performance, almost like an extension of his own unique personality. Not only does it represent his often unbalanced alien qualities as an item of clothing, but it's also a handy tool for him to use to exploit enemies, whilst being used as a means of assistance, all while merging with the fourth Doctor's very movement and behaviour. Number 3. My Malfunctioning Robot Dog K9 is a much beloved additional element to the Doctor Who family. Lasting from the invisible enemy all the way up to Warrior's Gate, albeit changing models, the robotic K9 remains one of the longest serving companions on the show. Despite being a fun, quirky addition to the TARDIS team, K9 sadly came with a lot of baggage and this ultimately developed his ongoing traits as an unreliable character. It's not by accident that K9 was never featured within certain locations, meaning he missed out on travelling the marshlands in the power of Crawl or wasn't invited to Paris in City of Death. This was down to the actual prop being unable to travel within these specific terrains. Even the whole premise of a second model for K9 was indicative that the first model was scrapped in favour of a more responsive variation of the prop, one that was less noisy and didn't interfere with the camera equipment when it came to the remote control radio signals. Unfortunately, K9's malfunctioning nature became a prominent quirk during his final season when producer John Nathan Turner decided to slowly pull the plug on K9, making him less present during the plots due to being left behind, blown up or simply dismantled. Poor K9. Number 2. Unit Family Disbanded The Third Doctor's era is filled with such iconic quirks that it still resonates with fans today. Namely, the establishment of the Unit Family. Devised as a means of cost-cutting, the Doctor's exile to Earth brought with it a whole new dynamic to the series, allowing John Pertwee's interpretation of the character to feel more grounded with his Earth-based environment and friends. Added in was the additional content of Three having his very own arch-nemesis, the Master. The family tree for his era was complete. There are so many wonderful, heartfelt and exciting quirks to be admired throughout this period of Doctor Who. From the third Doctor and the Brigadier's often confrontational but respectful admiration to one another, the third Doctor and Joe's beautifully woven friendship filled with such understanding and loyalty, and of course, the masterful back and forth game of chess between the two rivaling Time Lords. Throw in the delightful appearances of Sergeant Benton and Captain Mike Yates, and there's just so much to enjoy about the Golden Unit years. Sadly, all good things must come to an end. After the passing of Roger Delgado, who played the Master, the Unit family began its slow disbanding. Joe had already by this point been written out of the show and with the addition of Delgado's tragic death, Pertwee found himself hit rather hard by all of this, even going so far as breaking down in tears as he made the hard decision of moving on from Doctor Who. On top of this, Letts and Dix departed the show and then the unit years were quickly put to bed by upcoming showers Philip Hinchcliffe and Robert Holmes. It stands as the most tragic transition period as you're forced to leave behind this unified family unit and the stylistic formatting that showcased their impregnable bond. Slowly, but surely, the remaining unit regulars were given the nudge out of the door with season 14 inevitably being a complete clean slate once the final element from Pertwee's era vanished from our screens. Number 1. The Doctor is Tom Baker 
From dishing out jelly babies, his distinct multicolored scarf, to his mesmerizing performance, Baker's incarnation of the beloved Time Lord has stood the test of time and still remains iconic. You could argue that he is the definitive article. There are so many memorable quirks to be enjoyed by Baker's Doctor, particularly his instantaneous transitioning between his various personality traits. One minute he comes across childish, then he could be stern, then dark, almost cruel even, before reaffirming his peculiar alien nature through the likes of his comically strange behavioral patterns, or simply coming across as quite distant in his tone and wording, all the while remaining absolutely charming with that grin of his. This is all a testament to Baker himself. He's gone on record time and time again to say he was simply playing Tom Baker. This is why the role meant so much to him, because he was allowed to explore himself and shine light on all of his best qualities, and in the process discover himself while also being able to bring joy to the world. It's little wonder why he stayed on for so long, but even he realised by season 18 that the tides were changing and it was time he backed down from the long fight to move on to other projects. But even to this day, Baker enjoys telling stories of when he was the doctor and how it still leaves an impact on his life and legacy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.